and welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm joined today by Gav, G, and Nando for the second part of our Fantasy Football Draft Special. We will be discussing the biggest fantasy-relevant news around the league, including the J.K. Dobbins injury and the Deshaun Watson trade rumors. Next, we'll be answering some of your biggest draft questions in our fantasy Q&A. Finally, we're going to go with our gut and provide the name of the one guy we think is going to dominate this upcoming season. Today is September 1st, 2021, and this is the 28th episode of the show. And as always, shout out to Max Carrillo for that incredible intro track. Cannot thank you enough. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at Bay Council if you want to see our Twitter for more some sports updates and podcast updates. So we're going to just get right into it, guys. We're going to have a really quick podcast here for the second part of our draft special. I know most of us drafted at least one league one last weekend, but next weekend is going to be probably the biggest fantasy football um, draft weekend in a while. It's Labor Day weekend, of course, and it's going to be the weekend right before the season finally starts. So let's just get into it. We're going to start off with some fantasy flash takes. So it was reported on Sunday that J.K. Dobbins is out for the season with an ACL injury. This occurred on Saturday when he was hit from behind by a Washington football team defender, and he kind of hyperextended that knee a little bit. Now he's out for the season. Gus Edwards is the main backup running back, and he's going to take the RB1 role. But is he an RB1 or 2 in your mind at all? Would you start him? I really like Gus Edwards. Uh, I'm really uh, big on the Gus Gus Bus hype train because um, it's just the the volume. You know, like we know they're going to run the ball, and we never, you know, had a concern with Dobbins sharing the field with um, Gus Edwards or anybody else that was there. Even Lamar, you know, he's going to be getting a lot of carries too. But the same situation applies to Edwards. He's going to be a primary back in a run first offense, and they're going to be really, really heavy on the run like they are every year so you know the volume is going to be there he'll you know get a fair share amount of touchdowns and it's just something that I really like um I think he's not an RB1 for you but he can be a really good RB2 with RB1 upside on a lot of weeks for you you know because the Ravens do beat down on teams you know if you don't remember they blow out teams 30 40 points a few times throughout the year and those are the weeks that Gus Edwards is really going to be that RB1 for you so I'm I'm on the Gus bus train. I think he could be a solid RB2, but I don't know about RB1 territory. The Ravens don't have a lot of um, – they have a lot of carries, of course, they're the biggest rushing offense in the league. At the same time, Lamar is going to take a lot of those carries as well. He might be a threat in the red zone. When you have a running quarterback, they're always going to steal touches in the red zone. So that's my main concern. I, yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Like, just by sheer volume, he'll be viable as a RB2 and a great flex. But I think you're reaching for, like, a RB1. I don't know. I don't trust – I don't think he has the talent. Just the volume for me. I feel like he's, he's a great option for, like, a, a flex position, especially because, like, in my draft that I was doing, it was a 10-league man draft. And, like, after, like, the third round, like, the running backs are so scarce – so I feel, and he he actually went pretty high on that, um, in that draft. I think he went in like the fifth or the fourth round. And I feel like I personally wouldn't take him because before, um, Dobbins got hurt. I was I forgot where I heard it, but I heard that or where I read it, but that um they were gonna try to keep Lamar to like a certain amount of um 
like running plays that they had that they wanted to like bring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like now that Dobbins is hurt, I feel like Lamar is going to have to um, run the ball as much as he did last year, or maybe even more. Cause I, I, I like Dobbins way more than I like uh, Gus Edwards. But like uh, you guys said, that team is a really like run first team. So I feel like any running back that's in that team would be a great option for a, um, your flex or even RB2 position. Would it be crazy for me to say I think Gus Edwards is on the same level of like a David Montgomery? Is that too high? That's a hot take. Is that too high? No, I don't think. I think it's fine. Um, I just think – Compare situations, slight... the same workload, right, almost, if not more? I just don't see a lot of upside with Gus. I see – that he gets the opportunities. I see he gets the carries, but I don't think he's as talented as Dobbins is. And I feel like Montgomery was trending upward. I just don't see Gus trending upward. Right. But it's just like, you know, even if he's not as a, he's going to be getting the over the top games would made, would probably made Dobbins around a third round pick and you'll be taking Gus in the fourth or fifth. I think that's like the little bit of a difference, you know, like he's not going to get you like, 60-yard touchdowns or anything like that, right? But he'll get you a little bit of stuff, right? He'll get you four a carry, five a carry, and that's, you know, what's going to get you first down. So he's going to be a productive back. He's not going to, you know, put the flashiest numbers up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got to move on here. So Deshaun Watson, there's a lot of trade rumors surrounding the much maligned starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Not starting, but star quarterback, formerly. Yeah. Of the Houston Texans. <laughs> Most interested team is Miami, even though they have Tua Tagovailo, who put up a pretty good preseason. Um, it seems like the Watson trade rumors cannot escape them. So, how would you chance this? Do you think Miami is likely to get him? Do you think that it's going to, well, obviously, do you think that it's going to be fantasy relevant in terms of the weapons? Would you kind of upgrade like guys like Jalen Waddle or Will Fuller because of it or what? Yeah, um, for me, I would you know, take Deshaun Watson if he got traded because he's going really late in drafts. But, you know, as of now, I don't think he's going to be getting traded. So he's kind of like uh, not really fantasy relevant in per se. Um, but if he does get moved to Miami, I think the biggest benefactor would be Jalen Waddle because he's going to be there week one. And, you know, Will Fuller is suspended. I'm not sure for how many games exactly. Uh, Matt, if you know, do you know how many games he's going to be suspended for? I think he got suspended for six games back in the 2020 season, but he served most of them. So I don't really, yeah, I wouldn't. I think it's like one or two, but even then, you know, so whoever's going to be out there is going to be best. You know, obviously you got to be out there to be catching the passes and developing that connection with the quarterback because it'll be a quick turnaround for anybody that still wants to go and trade for Deshaun Watson. And he has to be eligible to play, which he hasn't put on the exempt list yet from the commissioner. So that's a good sign that he, if he gets traded, he could possibly still play. But um, I, I wouldn't really put too much hope into him getting traded. I would kind of draft any players from Miami, assuming that two was going to be their quarterback. And, you know, if he get, get this Watson, then it's obviously an upgrade. And, you know, whatever your pick is, it just got better. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know why the Dolphins are trading for Watson now, because if you are trading for Watson, it seems like the Texans haven't moved off their price for Watson, which is a couple first-round picks and sometimes a star player. It depends on what rumor you're looking at. Why would you give up that much capital? I mean, you're the Dolphins. You just got all these picks from us, the Niners. But you shouldn't do that because, one, he is um, 
a very volatile asset, let's just say right now. And two, you got a guy in two with Tagovailoa. He's in his second year, and you just got him all these weapons. You got Will Fuller for him. You got Jalen Waddle for him. Why don't you just see what you have in him first? I know that that first season was kind of shaky, but, you know, he's a rookie. Not everyone can be a Justin Herbert, a Baker Mayfield in the rookie season. So you kind of have to just let him develop. And he was coming off a major hip injury, too, right before the draft. So I don't really understand why you would move off of him. I get it. Deshaun Watson is a top kind of top five quarterback when he plays. And maybe that makes you contenders, instant contenders when you have him. But at the risk you're presenting for Watson right now, it is just too much. And that's the same as it goes for fantasy. I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't draft any of those Miami weapons, assuming Watson plays. It is just, there's just too much risk there for me. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't even think he's going to play this season. So, I know that, again, Labor Day weekend is coming up, and that's when most of the fantasy football drafts are going to occur. So we've decided to pull a couple of Q&As regarding the draft, and we're going to answer them here on the show. If always, As always, you can use the hashtag FFCouncil if you want to see your question be answered. Um, you just tweet at us at BigCouncil with the hashtag FFCouncil, and we will answer your question either there or on the show. But let's get started right here. Here's a question. Pick number four, 12 team, half PPR. Nearly 100% certain that the first three picks are going to be CMC, Cook, and Kamara. I've had Henry for weeks on the draft board, but all this Zeke is is shaking me up. Thoughts? So it seems like the question is Zeke or Henry in a 12 team, half PPR league. What do you guys think? Uh, I think I would go with Henry just because he's a bit safer, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, him probably getting back-to-back 2,000 rushing yard seasons not likely. Um, but I think, you know, he comes with a safer part to him, in my opinion, because, you know, at the end of the day, if he's not going to get 2,000, if he plays a full season, he's going to get 1,500, yards, and not going to get any catches or anything like that for you. And so it is half PP, half point yards, so it's not really like you're losing too much there. Um, and it's not like Zeke is adding a lot more catches where it's going to make that much of a difference between him and uh, Derrick Henry so at that point you're just taking the safer number one pick you know you can't win your league in your first round but you can lose it and I think with Henry you're just so much safer and have a reliable RB1 floor and you can't really say that for Zeke I know a lot of people would say so but I just don't think that Zeke is still there what's it called a couple I forget which episode it was but I was completely just talking shit about Dak and Zeke but recently I, too, have bit on the Zeke train, the hype train. Okay. And I, and I actually took him in one of my leagues because I went back. Because you're losing. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I looked at his stats before Dak got hurt, and he was averaging like 20 points. So, But my whole thing is that I need him to at least get 30 touches uh, – not 30, 300 touches this season because I think he had below that um, last season. And, like, I feel like if he does – get 300 touches, I feel like he's going to be averaging more than 20 points like he did, like, his first years. Did you? I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's that same Zeke, though, that you can get 300 touches to, and he's going to get you five a carry and have 1,500 yards. Is that, is that the Zeke that we know still? I don't know. I think we're closer to maybe, like, four yards for, like, 250, you know, and getting to, like, 1,000 yards. 
because you know it is just at the end of the day, running backs are how they are made, and they all like, especially the ones that are workhorses like Zeke, they don't last six, seven years in an NFL career. I mean, look, I think that de- like if you want to go ceiling, you go Ezekiel Elliott. I think if you want to go floor, you go Derrick Henry. There's no one probably with a safer floor than Derrick Henry because we've just seen the volume. We've seen the just incredible ability, just not even human nature, like ability to get yards on the ground and just destroy other six foot, like 200 pound fucking giants out there. So you, that's Derrick Henry for you. He's going to get you at least 1K. That's going to be a pretty safe floor. Ezekiel Elliott's a higher ceiling, I think, just in terms because Derrick Henry gets no reception. Ezekiel Elliott will. Henry will get even less carries, and he'll get a little less carries, and he'll get even less receptions now that Julio Jones is there. But he will probably face less stacked boxes because Julio is out wide, and then they're going to have to cover him. They're going to have to respect him. I like what you said, G, about playing it safe in the first round. Like, you can't win in the first round, but you can lose. So I would go Henry overseas in that case. Just take the safe floor. You can't go wrong. You you won't leave your draft mad that you took Derrick Henry. That's 100% certain. Exactly. I mean, you guys really took the words out of my mouth. It's no fair. I don't have anything <laughs> to say. 100% I mean, about, what Matt said. How about I give you this next one? This one's going to be a little bit tougher, actually. Okay, fine. Yeah. Let me All skip right. first. Let's see. Who do I take six overall? Again, 12 team, half PPR. My options will either be Zeke, Barkley, Adams, or Jones. Oh, my God. I'd go uh, Adams. You'd go Adams? Uh, yeah, I'd go Adams. I mean, I know it goes against my, like, religion on running backs first, but Adams is going to be, like, fed like a, like a fat boy on, a, on Thanksgiving. So, And plus it's half PPR. So those points are going to skyrocket. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers and Adams are going to, like, have, like, that going away uh, beast mode. So, All right. Give me, give me out on this one. Give me out on this one. Sixth pick, half point PPR, 12 team. 12 teams, I think it makes it even more important that you get a good tight end. I'm taking Travis Kelsey at the sixth pick. Okay, wait, that wasn't, yeah, what, that wasn't the, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, if he's available, I'll take him over everybody that's oh, wait. there. Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> of course, you can, but like, let's say he's not there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Adams, I'm going, I'm with Gavago. I'm go Adams. You just want that positional advantage in the first round, in my opinion. And Travis Kelsey and Adams are, I think, the most locks out of those rest of those guys to be the best at their position. Who who was it? Chubb, Adams, and then who was the other one? I don't think Chubb was in there, but you can include him because he's probably there. Zeke, Barkley, Adams, and Aaron Jones. Six pick. I would probably take Zeke. I feel like I bit I bit on this <laughs> Zeke high train way too much. Like Zeke is just on my mind constantly. It's the it's the it's the, sus, but okay. it's the crop top dude. It's the crop top. Yeah, I think he's just a beast. I go Zeke as well, honestly. Just... I, I I'm even more steadfast in RB one first overall. Like I I just can't. I love Adams. I think that touchdown volume is going to go down just a little bit. Just a little bit. Even I would even consider Aaron Jones. Honestly, I'm just not taking Barkley. I, I'm I, I, my second pick would be Aaron Jones, but I gotta give my places because I'm not really decent. I'm not that good at PPR half PPR, so it's like a different beast. And I just think Adams's volume is just way too good. Okay, 
Let's go with the standard league now. 14 teams, pick number 13. So now you're going to get in that RB2 range. Snake draft. Only difference between this and a normal roster is that there's three wide receivers instead of two. But that's not important here because we're going to go with four running backs on the board, all in that kind of RB1, RB2 range. You go Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. Most likely taking a wide receiver on the way back. So this is probably going to be your RB1 by a long shot because he's not going to pick again for a while. So like once again, Eckler, Mixon, Najee, or Gibson. I think I would first probably have to go with Eckler. Um, I just feel like he has the highest um, ceiling. And he's just really, really good and gets so many catches. But, oh, wait, this is standard, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I take that back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was like, it, it's standard. Take that so. back. I think I have to go Najee. I think he's going to get the, pure, the most rushing out of all of these guys here. And when you're taking out the catching aspect, Eckler never really gets many yards. He's more of just a catch volume guy. So um, I think I'm rocking Najee. And it's a little home bias, but it's okay. I think I'd still take uh, Eckler, even if it's uh, standard. I, I just feel like him and uh, Herbert are really going to have a great season. Their connection's like on fire. And I know that he was hurt last season, but I don't think that – I just think that his ceiling is just way too – High, especially around that big. Actually, wait, he was hurt. Oh, yeah, he's kind of how like long? How long? Player. How long was he hurt for? He was he hurt was for like the majority of yeah, majority of the season. Like I want to say, like six, eight games at least. Uh, he was out for like the middle chunk of the season, like the early part, and then like the middle chunk of the season. But even okay, when he wasn't, even when he wasn't hurt, he he only got a couple touchdowns. Huh? He had six games. He missed six games. So. In six games, he, he only had three touchdowns. Two were receiving. That's why. Yeah. Mm, okay, so maybe Gibson. Maybe so he Gibson. played 10 games then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah see that? the last game of the concussion. So, oh, that so matter, nine. Like, yeah. yeah, so that kind of scared me because he only had three touchdowns when he played. Well, this is a whole new season that he could be healthier. I mean, like, what you're going to expect to get him to six games and play, like, 100% after, right after. I mean, look, you're gonna. And what about you? Also, have to counter in the fact that Anthony Lynn, who was a running back guru, is out now. You got Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, he's worked with the Saints before, and obviously Alvin Kamara. But that's a different system right there. That's implement. That's a that's a role they said they wanted to put Eckler in. If that's what they compared him to, they said this year they wanted to step into a Kamara role. But the thing is, is Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara. Austin, I mean, you can catch, well. I mean, catch, dude. But Eckler is way more undersized, so I don't see him as the goal line back, right? That's he's, he's big. That is the thing. They did say also say he's because that's he never got goal line work, which yeah. is why he has a low amount of touchdowns. Uh, he, he might. That's what I'm saying. He gets a lot of catch volume, but if you're not going to be playing standard, you're going to be playing standard. Then what does the catch volume really mean for you? Like an extra 30, 40 yards. Yeah. And you might from total yards, you'll probably be getting more yards from Najee or even Gibson. I'd go Najee. That's what I say. Go, Matt. I like Gibson. I Such really do. Traitor. I really like Gibson, but look, he's a high risk, high reward thing. Are you really gonna put your RB1 in the high risk, high reward? No. I say that the RB1 has to be again safe floor. You gotta have a safe floor at least. So and Najee's, Najee's gonna, gonna be volume. getting those goal line work. Yeah. In compared comparison to that clear when he's playing standard touchdowns worth it. 
touchdowns are worth so much more. So if you can have a guy that's getting maybe less 200 yards or something, but getting like seven, eight more touchdowns, you know, you're, I think that's a positive there. I don't know. Do the Steelers just have like a, such a, that I think they're one of like the rated one of the, the hardest schedules. I think they may have the hardest schedule. I just don't know. That team is like with old Ben, the line not being as great as it used to be. I just, I can't trust Najee. And I don't know. I mean, at, at those positions, I got, was it 14th pick or 12th? That was the 13th pick. Oh, in between. Yeah. Either way, I, 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 I wouldn't, you're really praying on one of those to be like one of your RB1s, one of those picks. So, like, I would go for the higher ceiling. In my so opinion, Gibson. No, 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 no. Eckler. Okay. I changed my mind. All right. Hard question, though. Definitely. Oh, definitely. All I know is nobody should draft that garbage ass Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking ass. Yeah, no love for Mixon. You know what happens, right? When the fantasy football community is in consensus against a, a certain player, that dude's gonna pop off. Pop so off. Saquon, Joe Mixon, they're probably gonna be like the greatest. They're gonna be RB one and two. I would have had the I would have had more faith if they drafted a, a lineman higher or like an offensive lineman higher during the draft, but they decided to like pick him up later for Joe Mixon for the Bengals. They should have picked up um what's his name? Penny? Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. Yeah. I mean or look, the guy from North West. looks garbage, bro. <laughs> I know, dude. They were really already, feeding his ego. There's already stuff against him. And then he's dropped like what? I feel like he, they said, like, out of the five or six targets he got, he dropped, like, four of them. <laughs> so he's, like, an Ebron. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Okay. 12-man standard PPR picking 10th. If Adams, Saquon, and Eckler are available at, um, at the 10th pick and Hill, Diggs, Gibson, Harris, Taylor are available at 2-3, what combo should I go with? What was so, the second one? You got to pick from Adam, Saquon, and Eckler in the first. Eckler, okay. And then you got to pick Hill, Diggs, Gibson, Harris, or Taylor. I had the situation in my draft yesterday. Okay, go And ahead, I'm going to give you the same answer I got. I took yesterday. I took Saquon, and then in my second pick, I ended up taking Najee. Talk about – you said you wanted to – He wasn't even in there. Floor. <laughs> Stop taking Najee. Najee wasn't even an option. Oh, he said Harris. It's <laughs> Harris written down. That's, I'm sorry. Oh. Did oh, you really? Yeah, right. Yeah, no one refers yeah. to him as Harris, honestly. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's on the poster, honestly. That's on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, I mean, PPR. I mean, I'd go with, look, I like Hill. I really like Tyreek Hill, honestly. So oh, my God. If you would, like, I don't understand why you have like Gibson, Harris, Taylor Hill. Like, I would take Taylor or oh man, I really hate these running backs here. Okay, fuck it. I'd say I'd say Eckler in the first, and I'd say Hill in the second. You don't like Saquon? No, I really don't. I, think I don't like at the end of the. I think at this part of the draft, uh, I think earlier in in like the mock season and it's just the fantasy football season, he was much higher. He was in the five six range. And not only he's dropped down to running back like nine, ten. I'm much more comfortable with Saquon. I don't know. I'm comfortable with me. him. You're talking that, like, look, it's the tenth round, and it's it's the tenth pick, right? So right. maybe like, yeah, I really hated this group of running backs right here, but mm-hmm. I really just don't believe that Saquon like it's a real big risk. 
And I, I again, I'm more risk averse in the first round. So I'd that's why I would go double running back in this situation. So just say I pair Saquon with someone safer, but then like you know, I think. Wait, that's is it Snake? I, is it Snake? And is it yeah, 10 it's Snake? It's uh, ten man Snake. I think the guy was saying fourteen teams. Um, no, twelve teams. Oh, 12 teams. PPR picking thirty-four. 10. Yeah, I go mm-hmm. Gibson. I go Gibson Saquon then. That's a lot of risk for me. Gibson and Saquon. Yeah, because you got a safer running back in Gibson, and then you got a, a higher upside like guy in Saquon balance each other out pretty well. And if you know they both play in the same division, which is not very good, so you get get to beat up on each other. Think I don't feel, I don't know if he says with safer. I think Gibson safer. I don't know, man. I think, I think so. I think we've seen what he can do last year. He was able to take the workload and be very efficient with it with the horrible quarterback. Where the passing offense should be a little bit more efficient this year with Fitzpatrick, it should only help Gibson, right? But that's the thing: is the passing offense going to be so efficient that Fitzpatrick is going to do it's his Patrick and just go deep all the time? That's well, my worry. Doesn't have to do all that, but he's going to be better than what it was with wherever the hell they had a quarterback last year. Yeah, Tyler Henneke and Alex Smith for a little bit and whatever like else they had. Bro. There's guy. no way they don't Isn't see that Gibson as a beef. QB three right there. Uh, <laughs> Who's number two? Mason the races. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the guy he's still there. Oh my. <laughs> I forget he's there sometimes. Oh, it helps the pain go away. Don't know what you're gonna do next year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not worry about that. <laughs> Let's just worry about this year. I'm gonna change my thing actually. I'm gonna go Adams and Taylor. I think Adams you- is safer than Saquon or Eckler. And Taylor is in still in that RB1 range. I don't think so. I don't. I don't, I don't like Taylor because I feel like he last year at the beginning of the year, if you guys remember watching the Colts, Naheem Hines was getting so many touches in the passing game, and then Mac and Taylor were splitting carries. And even if Taylor is much better than Mac, which we all I think we'd all agree on, so yeah. if they split it like 75-25, then he's only getting seven. That's seventy-five percent of the run game, right? He's getting no part of the pass game. So I just don't see that like upside you know where it's like someone like Saquon and once he gets going he's gonna be pass catching and you know all the other work too that's why I would go with Saquon my first pick and he could be my RB1 and if you want to take a wide receiver in the second then you can just go like Tyree Gale or Diggs yeah I mean I'm not usually a proponent of drafting a wide receiver in the first or second but man I just want to go with safe player and I feel like Adams is gonna at least hit the floor yeah, I just don't know about Eckler the safe one. He's definitely the safest player in all these people that we've talked about. Yeah. So it's just how you want to play your draft. If you're more of a risky person, then there's more risk to take with like Saquon and even Eckler. But if you're okay with just, you know, having an RB or wide receiver one in the first round, then you take Adams and you're going to be happy when you every week you see like 20. Yeah. Exactly. Assuming that you could pick up any of these players back to back, I would go Adam and Eckler, because I know as you guys have been saying, you guys like Adams is a he's safe. He's the safest one out of all of these players. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Eckler has a higher upside than any of these player, any of the um, rest of the players. Yeah, I just like think a, that. And Saquon is just too. I don't know. Yeah. What? I think there's just a chance that Eckler might be drafted the next uh, round. That's what they're saying. Yeah, okay, right. so if that's what's going to happen, then I would go... But you'd go Adams and Eckler. Yeah, if you could pick, assuming you could have back-to-back picks. But if you were going to go that other way, I would go Eckler and uh, Hill. Mm. Just because of a bias towards Hill, I love that man. He, 
He just shows up and shows up. Uh, Nando, what do you go? I'd probably take Saquon first, oh, and then, then the, in in the second, I'd probably either Hill or Diggs. Okay. Can't believe this guy said a Saquon. This guy, oh, so you choose Saquon or Zeke and Saquon over these Adams, Eckler, Gibson, Najee. Mm-hmm. I'll give Najee the benefit of the doubt. Can't believe it. Dude, Zeke, Zeke is in a rush for 2,000 yards, fucking 20 touchdowns. Just, well, dude, just know that you lost the 20 bucks that you put in for that league if it was money. <laughs> <laughs> it was 50, but. Oh, my. Oh, my God, dude. Well, it's just winning. Right. Explain, explain, explain now. Okay, wait. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to move on with that. Okay, fine. Yeah. Actually, okay. yeah. Last question here. So. This guy asks, when is the time that you're going to take Travis Kelsey? Let's say it's a half PPR league. Um, who are the number of running backs or wide receivers off the board that you have to basically say, okay, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey with my pick? So, which kind of run- so basically, this guy's asking, like, if this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy are all gone, now it's time to take Kelsey. When, what is that kind of threshold for you? I think you can justify taking Kelsey um, after the first four big running backs are taken. That's mm. at least for me, the fifth pick then basically, because he's the safest player at that point. And just a, a p- positional advantage you'll have on every person in the league other than the week Kelsey has a bye. There's a lot, anybody that will be able to play a tight end. You know, they might end up someone getting more points at tight end, but you know, week to week, there's no one that you could have better than Kelsey. Um, so I would take him fifth at the earliest after CMC, Cook, Kamara, and Derek Henry are gone. If not, I would take one of those four and I'll let the next person take him. I say, ooh, I, I agree with you. It still seems so high, honestly. Like, would you take thought, Zeke or Zeke or Kelsey? That's what I was about to say. That's the line right there. Like, it's equal. Oh, man, cool. I'd, go, I'd go with Zeke. I'd still go with Zeke. I still feel like yep. I could pick up a Waller or a Kittle later on. Um, or Andrews or Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts. Like I feel like there's a little bit more depth this time around. And I know that that's probably like curse words already because it's always a tight end graveyard. Someone's probably just gonna get injured right now. But like you got you got Kelsey, you got Kittle, you got Waller, you got Hawkinson, you got uh Andrews, you got um Kyle Pitts this time. He's kind of a He's got a lot of potential. Robert Tanyan, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, stuff like that, right? Like Tyler Higby. So there's this, like, I feel like you can not, you can probably pick up another tight end later. And I know what the numbers say. I know what the difference is going to be, but I'd probably go see. But that's it. I, I'm not going Saquon over Kelsey. I'm not going, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams. I would consider it, but. You got to understand tight ends more rare than wide receiver. I can't believe it, but I have to agree with G for once. Like, <laughs> I could not justify drafting Zeke over Kelsey because even Saquon, too. Like, they're just, I don't know. I can't trust them. Maybe you'd have me on Eckler because I love him so much. I don't know. I have like high hopes for that man, Nick Chubb. Mm. But if it's after the first four, I, I could see why you'd pick. Dude, numbers don't lie, dude. You said it yourself. If you have a good tight end, dude, like the margin of difference between like team scores are just just way too high. That's true. 
I just, uh, but running back was second. You know what I'm saying? No, well, I mean, that's why you go running back with the next two picks or something, you know? Yeah. But you yeah. got the best, you got the hardest position solidified. And you, especially if you're playing 12 team, because then there's 12 tight ends I got to start week to week, and you're going to have almost number one every week. That's an, an advantage that no, almost no one else can have in any other position, you know? Other than CMC, size. you know, like no one's really beating everybody else out of their position like that. I don't trust any of the other running backs other than the top four to give me, like, at least, I don't know, like, 18 points or above. I don't know. I need to save. It's safe, you know, with Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's safe. Like, he'll give you decent running back. Like, he'll fill up the stats for you. Nando, would you draft Zeke over Kelsey? Let me uh, hold my breath in anticipation. Of course. I'm telling you, Zeke. Like you guys, like you guys are doubting Zeke right now, but like he's just gonna prove you wrong. He's gonna How be do going. you have him going? Like, what do you think? Like, you take Zeke third, fourth. Zeke I'd, would drop I'd, to the second round, bro. Like third, third round. I, I traded up to the sixth pick because I think he's gonna fall to the sixth pick. But I only did that based on the fact of like I asked people in front, like first through fifth. Who are they going to take? And none you. of them said Zeke. So, so I'm you really picked, hoping. So you only pick Zeke because no one else is going to pick him? Is that well, what you're I saying? Want, no, no, I want him to, like, fall to me. Oh. But, like, no, nobody else from first to fifth wanted to trade with me. I, I would take Zeke at four, actually. Oh, my God. So you wouldn't. So who are you leaving off that list? Are you leaving off Henry or Kamara? Or... I'd, I'd leave off Henry. What? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you're a menace. <laughs> society, bro. Uh, huevos on this man. I mean, anyone who wants to who draft Zeke because of Nando, feel free to come at us <laughs> on Twitter about it later on. Do you feel actually that's probably why he said it because he doesn't have a Twitter anymore, dude? Can't catch the flame. Oof. <laughs> no, we'll tell him if you guys. Uh, yeah, we'll read Nando, the tweets off I mean, on the yeah. on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a segment for all the Cowboys hate. Oh, man. And DK. It's going to be long. It's going to be at least two episodes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we already covered it a little bit here, but we're going to move on here with our Go With To Gut segment. So this is the last, basically, the last episode before the draft. Um, and we've been kind of prepping you guys along the way, but we're going to give you one last bold prediction while we go. We're going to pick the guy that we just despite all the data, maybe, despite everything that is percolating against them, all the rumors and stories or the coaching announcements or the quarterback changes or whatnot, this is the guy that you have to come away with in the draft because just something in your gut is telling you that he's going to dominate this season. I had it before when I was debating over Derrick Henry last season, and I went with Derrick Henry in the fourth fourth, uh, overall pick. He had a 2K season once again. Um, and I think Gav had it last year with Josh Jacobs as well. So, you know, this is the one guy. So if you want to be known as kind of that guru genius right before everything is about to get started, this is your chance to say your mind. Who is that player for you guys? Are you letting Andrew go first? I feel like it's, uh... Zeke. You think it's Aaron Jones? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you guys would not be able to guess my guy. Okay. I don't know what I want to say because maybe Matt and Gav are going to take them from me. Uh, why don't okay, you just give, say it first? Why don't you say it? Because I have first overall pick and there's no way 
I'm going to choose <laughs> anyone other than freaking McCaffrey. This man is basically going to win me one of my leagues. His name is Kyle Pitts. So, um, okay. Well, I mean, I, I think yeah, he's going to have a, I think I have a very hot take here and a very bold prediction, but I think he's going to have a better season than Travis Kelsey. <gasps> oh, Jesus. We're getting discredited left and right, dude. Jesus. We're coming back to that one for sure. I, I wish I could hate on it. Well, I, I can actually hate on it. The best rookie tight end season ever was Mike Ditka. And that was still not like – that was the best tight end season by far for a rookie. I don't think if you got locked up the next three best rookie tight end seasons, I don't think they hit tight end four from last year in the PPR league. Just based off of what I was researching, what I was looking at, that's why I wouldn't draft Kyle Pitts. The only reaction I would see that is if you think Kyle Pitts is more of a wide receiver than a tight end. Well, That's I mean, I solid. guess we're going to be witnessing some history this season. Okay. I am. Okay. Kyle Pitts in my dynasty league, bro. I've never heard anything. Bet. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> dynasty is fine. You get him for so a that, couple years. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you probably bro, like the way, the way that Nando's saying, I don't need to wait any time. I just got to play in week one. <laughs> in a redraft league, you get like one, you get the worst year probably. But okay, I I allow it. It's a gut feeling. Gav, why don't you go next? Okay, the man who will win you your league just based on his ADP is um. I have to go Homer. I'm sorry, but uh, Damian Harris. Oof. Oof. Just where he. I'm not saying he's gonna like lead your team to the cha- like. He's not gonna be the one carrying you all the way. He's just gonna get you over that hump when you need it, dude. So. I don't even need to say anything else, Steve. It's just Damon Harris. He's a bona fide beast. Hmm. He's going to be okay. a beast. I like it. I like it. Um, Better I'll than Kyle Pitts. Um, I'll back up my Damon Harris play. Now that Cam is gone, he was poaching a lot of uh, red zone uh, touches. He was scoring a lot. I think he had like 22 red zone touches, and everyone else was like single digits. So, I mean, yeah. Damon Harris is that guy. All right. But- I'll go next. Um, I'm going to take Matt's guy from last year when, when he put me on. Um, my guy that I got to have, that I'm two for two in my draft so far I'm drafting is Lavishka Chenault Jr. Uh, I'm projecting a top 20, top 15 receiver season for him. I think uh, they're going to be down in a lot of games because, you know, there's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Charles Lawrence is going to be, you know, he can throw that shit. So he's going to be throwing it to Lavishka a lot. And I got him going, you know, as the number one receiver off that team. I know Chark has been hurt a lot this uh, training camp and preseason. So Trevor Lawrence has been able to build that connection, which LaVisca, and if you guys watched the preseason games, he targets him a lot on a lot of just short routes. And, you know, you know, it has a lot to do with Chark not being there, but I still think it's really, you know, the right, the right receiver right there. And I've got him both my league so far. So if you want to win, make sure you get Chanel. Very bold indeed, and I did like LaVisca Chanel coming out of college, and, you know, second-year wide receivers make that leap. My bona fide pick, I picked Derrick Henry last year, and I think he's still going to be a beast. He is – I love pure runners. I just love – like, I know that it's starting to be a receiving game. I know that it's going to be, like – I know running backs who get the ball, like who catch the ball, they get a lot of uh, points, especially in PPR, but I cannot avoid those pure runners. So with my guy, I'm going to pick not Derrick Henry, but the second purest runner in the league, Nick Chubb. 
of the Cleveland Browns because the Kareem Hunt's going to take those carries away from him. He's going to take some receptions away from him. But just look at what Nick Chubb has been able to pull up. In just 12 games last season, he put up in the 1,000-yard season still. He was still a top 10 running back. Just think of what he's going to do in a 17-game season now. Kevin Stefanski is only going to continue to pound the ball more, and Cleveland has one of the most advantageous running schedules uh, so far this season. He has only missed four games in his career so far, again, in that 12-game season last year. I have no so, stats. It's pure heart. <laughs> it's pure heart. No, pure I heart. mean, I look, I love the way this guy runs too, but the bat, stats back me up here. 5.2 yards per carry in his first three NFL seasons. He is hyper-efficient, even with limited carries. That's the best among all running backs, even Derrick Henry. He's recorded 168 missed tackles since 2018. The only player that has more than him, Derrick Henry. Oh, not Christian? Dang. And in the fourth quarter, he averages 10 yards per carry last year. That's he crazy. is just Mr. Clutch. And That's crazy. I would absolutely love the ability to draft him. I don't care PPR, half PPR standard. That's my guy. How are you going to draft him? Season. Yeah, how, how are you going to draft him? Mm. So five. that to you guys, honestly. Five, six. You wouldn't take him that high? I'd take him. That stat. I'd take him at round. four. I'd take him at four. Yeah. Over who? Do it though. Let me think. I'd probably say I'd give it to. I'd probably give it to McCaffrey and Cook and Kamara. I don't know, McCaffrey like Henry, Kamara, Chubb. They're in that range because I think Henry's going to decline. I'm a little worried about Kamara. I've already kind of said that before. Well, the viewers or the listeners want to win. You know, last year I said to get Kamara, and. That's, I ain't gotta explain what happened there, but that was a league-winning yeah. decision if you listen to me. So that's all I have to state. Actually, no, it didn't. Nando lost, and he had Kamara. Well, he was doing something G. wrong. Oh no, that was G. Oh no, that was G. That was G. I they had him lost. Yes, I had him lost. Second place. He was a listener. I couldn't beat the listener. You know, so I was a nice guy, and I let, I let Kamara nice have his crazy game. But I was like, you know. I'm going to take one for the team. I'll let the listener win, you know, so. Again, okay. back to the future. If you want to come back, um, it seems like G's giving you a free pass to beating him. So. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he said he was. gave it to you. He said he gave it to you. I'm not going to be as nice uh, to our listeners. Our but listeners are disgusting. If you listeners poach Nick Chubb for me, I swear to God. Oh, no. Pitch, poach James the Flames too, bro. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I, would, I would put him as my guy. Bro. But, you know, I, I don't feel it as much. My gut doesn't feel it as much. Yeah, if anybody's listening still interested in joining, we do have spots available in our listener league still. So please feel to tweet us or DM us on Twitter, at sports or with Bay Council. So, yeah, at Bay Council. And you can shoot us a DM or just add us and we can respond to you or whatever. And if you know any of us, you can also message us and we can get you in. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Any last hot takes, anything you guys want to mention before the fantasy football season officially starts next week? Yeah, was Gav saying something about Cam Newton a couple of weeks ago? Um, I just wanted to hear, Gav, nothing to say anymore. Uh, what happened to Cam, bro? 
Good riddance, I guess. I'm I'm, I'm on Mac Attack, dude. It's over. Now you're on Mac Attack. You were hating on him when you drafted 12. him. <laughs> okay, okay. You were hating okay. him when you drafted him. All right. That's well, crazy. I didn't realize that we were going to be left with one quarterback. So, do you guys really Stidham, have one though? quarterback left? We only have Mac. What about Stidham? Stidham is he's he's pup. Oh, so. That's the future right there. Yeah. <laughs> the future of two young and gun. going to be the backup then. Can Nobody, the dude. Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, bro. I was like, we really don't have a backup right now? You serious? We're honestly Kendrick Bourne's biggest fans. I don't think any other sports podcast mentions him as much. Kendrick, as dude, what, he's not even wide, wide receiver one on our team. It's Jacoby Myers, the guy we drafted. That's it. Nelson Aguilar. Yes. Dude, he doesn't remember he remember that meme? He doesn't catch baby. He can't catch babies. Yeah, that's, that's kind of me, man. Nelson Aguilar is a beast. He's like the best player on your team. Yep. The best player on our team is Damian Harris. You heard it here. I thought you had your boy Ramondre Stevenson. Whatever happened to him? Well, he did pretty I mean, well he's still season. rookie. Yeah, and he's like one of the highest rated. But uh, Damian Harris is still like the lead back, so it, it could be like a. Hunt, Chubb type of thing. Not not the same type of magnitude, but still. Later down the line, he'll be beast. That worries me. I would. There are three backfields I would never uh, pick from. It's the Ravens, the Niners, and the Patriots. Like who else? Who else do we have? Huh? Other than who? Who else would you? That's true. Damon Harrison, James. What? That guy's. Yeah, he's he's still there, but I mean. That guy's old, bro. He's like and, the uh, Frank Gore of the Patriots backfield. He's just gonna he still gets catches, so he's gonna get all the catches. And now you gotta, now you got what? Damian Harris to get some of the carries, like. Damian Harris, good. no, it's just, I mean, regardless, Damian Harris had think had like the second most touches, or red zone touches behind Cam last season. So, all the touches go to Damian Harris. But you guys aren't gonna make it to red zone. You guys fucking suck. Oh my. Oh my dude, you have fat Ben eating hamburgers on the bench, and then you have Haskins like throwing Haskins picks than both your little kids on the, you on the can, sideline. You can take Cam Newton back and you guys still wouldn't have a better. Would you rather have Haskins. Mac Jones or or uh, Big Ben? No, what? One has a college football championship and one has two NFL rings. That wraps uh, it. That wraps it up. Be sure to follow us and like and subscribe on Spotify and on iTunes under Sports Council and follow us on Twitter at Bay Council. There are still open spots in our fantasy league, so be sure to sign up on Sleeper right away. We look forward to beating you. That about wraps it up. Thank you guys. Tune into the next episode. Goodbye. Hey, Chief Service Steelers. Hey.